0: Welcome to Zichud Avsimanu Abraham Goldari and the Haim of Serech in the third parak, lulav Gazul. So the three topics we're going to focus on: Number one, Rabbi Yochan said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel Yechai, that the reason it's prohibited to use a stolen lulav on sukkahs is because it's a mitzvah hababa avera, a mitzvah that is brought about through doing an avera, which is based on the pasuk that lists stolen animals and lame animals that are unfit to be offered. Ma pesuk leisli tekansa, avgazul leisli just as a lame animal cannot be repaired, as the blemish renders it permanently unfit to be offered, so to a stolen one cannot be repaired. And it makes no difference if it's before the original owner has abandoned hope of retrieving it or afterwards. Now, relate to this, Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shem Bar Yechai, What's the meaning of that which is written? For I am a Shem who loves justice, who hates robbery in an oil offering. This may be explained by means of a marshal of a king passing through a toll booth in his own country, who says to his servants to pay the toll. When they asked him what the point was, since all the revenue goes to him, he replied that all the travelers will learn from him by example, that they should not try to avoid the toll. Similarly, Hashem says in regard to not wanting a stolen ola, Let my sons learn from me so they will distance themselves from theft. Point of it to the truth, brings Rabbi Ami who agrees with Rabbi Yochanan that one is not permitted to use a stolen will because it's a mitzvah b'aver. But then brings a statement from Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Nachmani who said in the name of Shmuel, that a stolen lulav is only possible on the first day of Yontav. But on the second day of the Chag, and thereafter, the rule is, is that since a person can be Yotzi with a borrowed lulav, he can be Yotzi with a stolen one. Rush explains the Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Nachmani holds that the only reason a stolen lulav cannot be used on the first day is the Torah's requirement that it be his own property. Just as on the second day he may use a borrowed lulav, he may use a stolen one. And point number three, Rav said to the merchants who sold the Dalminim. Minim, that when you buy mural twigs to be used for hadassim, you should not cut them from the trees themselves, but rather let the nachrim cut the twigs and give them to you. The reason being, (laughs) stamma of the kochavim gazlani Nachrim generally steal the land on which the hadassim trees grow, but karka ain't in the but land cannot be stolen, meaning, the land always remains the original owner's property, even if he abandons hope of recovering it. If the Jewish merchants themselves cut them from the trees, they'll be stealing them, and they'll be unable to use them as a mitzvah. Therefore, they should let the Nachrim cut the twigs, so that there should be yeush Balim in the nachrim's hands, and a change of jurisdiction when the twigs are placed in the merchant's hands. The twigs will then be fit for use for the performance of a mitzvah. The Gemara asks why this procedure was necessary. Even if the merchants cut the twigs from the trees, then there would be Yeish Balim in the merchant's hands and Shinui HaRashus in the buyer's hands. The Gemara answers that Ravuna's ruling is necessary with only regard to the twigs that we use for the merchant's own Hashanah bundles. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Yochan said in the name of Rabbi bar Yachai that the reason it's prohibited to use the stolen woof is because it's a mitzvah hababa avera, a mitzvah that's brought about through doing an avera, which is based on a pasik that lists stolen animals and lame animals that are unfit to be offered. Ma pesach leisli te kansa of gazul leisli te kansa just as a lame animal cannot be repaired as the blemish renders it permanently unfit to be offered, so to a stolen one cannot be repaired. And it makes no difference if it's before the original owner has abandoned hope of retrieving it or afterwards. Now relate to this. Rabbi Yochan said in the name of What's the meaning of that which is written Ki ani ohev mishbat, For I am shem who loves justice, who hates robbery in an ola offering. This may be explained by means of a mush of a king passing through a toll booth in his own country who says to his servants to pay the toll. When they asked him what the point was, since all the revenue goes to him, he replied that all the travelers will learn from him by example, that they should not try to avoid the toll. Similarly, Hashem says in regard to not wanting a stolen ola, Let my sons learn from me, so that they will distance themselves from theft. Point to the two, the more brings Rabbi who agrees with Rabbi Yochanan, that one is not permitted to use a stolen wool because it's a mitzvah haba Avera, But then brings a statement from Rabbi Yitzhak bar Nachmani, who said in the name of Shmuel, that a stolen Rulav is only possible on the first day of Yontav. But on the second day of the Chag and thereafter, the rule is that since a person can be Yotsi with a borrowed Rulav, he can be Yotsi with a stolen one. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Nachmani holds that the only reason a stolen luav cannot be used on the first day is the Torah's requirement that it be his own property, just as on the second day he may use a borrowed luav, he may use a stolen one. And point number three, Rav Huna said to the merchants who sold the dal meaning that when you buy myrtle twigs to be used for Hadassim, you should not cut them from the trees themselves, but rather let the Nachrim cut the twigs and give them to you. The reason being, Stam of de kochavim gazlani arasin, you know. Nachrim generally steal the land on which the Hadassim trees grow, but Karka and Inexelis, but land cannot be stolen, meaning that land always remains the original owner's property, even if he abandons hope of recovering it. If the Jewish merchants themselves cut them from the trees, they'll be stealing them and will be unable to use them as a mitzvah. Therefore, they shall let the Nachrim cut the twigs so that there should be Yehush baim in the Nachri's hand, v'shinui harushus, and a change of a jurisdiction when the twigs are placed in the merchants' hands. The twigs will then be fit for use for the performance of the mitzvah. The Gemara asks why this procedure was necessary. Even if the merchants cut the twigs from the trees, then there would be Yeush Baling in the merchants' hands and Shinui Hirash in the buyer's hands. The Gemara answers that Ravuna's ruling is necessary only in regard to the twigs that will be used for the merchants' own Hoshana bundles. Alright, so now we go to Daf Dafalamid and her standard Simmon is a Molamid, a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmidim paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stolen little loving being used on the second day of circus while a nearby merchant instructed Nachim to cut a dozen twigs before giving them to him. Once again, it's slow motion. The Rebbe, Rebbe, that must be warned of Lamed, Malamed, the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll, which reminds us that the source for a Mitzvah of Bear comes from a comparison of the Pusik that links stolen offerings to lame ones just as a lame animal it cannot be repaired as the blemish renders it permanently unfit to be offered, so too a stolen offering cannot be repaired, and it makes no difference whether it's before yesh or after Yeish The more than brings the muscle of a king paying his own tolls to serve as an example to travelers to not avoid the tolls, when the Nimshel being that Hashem wants yin to learn from him to distance themselves from theft. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his and paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stone stolen loving being used on the second day of Suquist, which reminds us that the Gemur brings Rebbe Yitzchak Bar Nachmani, who said in the name of Shmuel, that a stolen loo is only possible on the first day of Yantav. But on the second day of the Chag and thereafter, the rule is that since a person can be yotze with a bold loo he can be yotze with a stolen one. Rashi well, explains that Rebbe Yitzchak Bar Nachmani holds that the only reason a stolen loo cannot be used on the first day is the Torah's requirement that it be his own property, just as on the second day he may use a borrowed love, he may use a stolen one. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his and paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for a stolen lulav being used on the second day of Sukkot, while a nearby merchant instructed Nachim to cut a dozen twigs before giving them to him. Which reminds us of Ravuna's guidance to the Dalad mini-merchants regarding selling Hadassim, that they should let the Nachrim cut the twigs themselves, since Nachrim generally steal the land on which the Hadassim trees grow, but Karka in in but land cannot be stolen. This way the Yeish Balim will be in the Nachrim's hands, and then Shinri Arashus will be in the merchant's hands. So once again. The Rebbe, riding on a lame goat who made sure all his and paid the toll, got stopped by cops searching for a stolen loving being used on the second day of circus. while a nearby merchant instructed Nachim to cut a dozen twigs before giving them to him. All right, now it's time for a four-blot-back Hazorah. Daf Chavav, so the similar Daf Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. The army man is on duty during the military coup. Military coup? That must be more Daf Chavav. The army medics on duty during the military coup, who carried the Chol with a headache, on a stretcher, and were put of mitzvah sukkah, which reminds us, the Mishnah had stated, in Chol Misham shem, but during the sick and their attendants are putter from the mitzvah sukkah, and in a this applies to even a Chol whose life is not in danger, even if he merely has an eyeache or a headache. So the army medics on duty during the military coup, who carried the Chol with a headache on a stretcher, and were putter of mitzvah sukkah, Shouted into their bullhorn to wake up the soldiers dozing outside, which reminds us that the Mishnah stated of One may eat lightly outside the sukkah. And a price was brought to taught, One may eat lightly outside the sukkah, but one may not nap outside the sukkah. Ravashi said, The Rabbanamir goes her against napping, lest one fall into a deep sleep. Rava gave an alternative reason why one should not be outside the sukkah in shena, There's no fixed minimum for regular sleep. That is, even light sleep has the holacic status of regular sleep because a nap can also refresh a person. So the army medics on duty during the military coup, who carried the hole with a headache on a stretcher and were putter from Mitzvah's sukkah, shouted into their bullhorn to wake up the soldiers dozing outside next to the sleeping horse. Which reminds us, Rabb said, It's forbidden for a person to sleep by day longer than a horse to sleep. And how long is a horse asleep? sleep in 60 respirations. Rashi explains that it's forbidden because of Bizzle Torah. This is Rabbi Avram Golden, who a great day and great learning. Dav Chav so the symbol of Chavzayin is a kazoo. So here goes. The boy who drove his neighbors crazy playing his kazoo, kazoo, that must be more Dav Chav The boy who drove his neighbors crazy playing his kazoo straight for the amount of time it takes to eat 14 seudos, which reminds us as Malchokas Rebbe Gassim the Chachami regarding how many seudos one must eat in the sukkah based on the concept of teishuken to Rabbi Yezir says one must eat 14 suudos since in one's house. He eats one meal during the day and one during the night. And the Chambi say there's no fixed amount except for the first night because they hold in a house if one wants to eat, he eats. And if he doesn't want to eat, he doesn't. So the boy who drove his neighbors crazy playing his kazoo straight for the amount of time it takes to eat 14 suudos, who then left the sukkah and went into a second sukkah to do it again, which reminds us, it's a malkokas for Rabbi Yezir, and the coming whether one can use two different sukkahs Based on the pasuk of Chag HaSukah's Tassel Yamim, Rabbi holds one must erect a sukkah that is fit for all seven days, and the khamim hold AsaSukah b'chag, meaning if one only requires a sukkah for one day, he must erect a sukkah. So the boy who drove his neighbors crazy playing his kazoo straight, for the amount of time it takes to eat 14 suudos, who then left the sukkah and went to a second sukkah to do it again, was immediately escorted home because he was told he must only play in a sukkah. That was his family's possession. Which reminds us that the Malchus and the Chachamim whether one can fulfill his chiv by dwelling in his friend's sukkah. Rabbi Ezra holds that just as a person does not fulfill his chiv to take a luv on the first day of sukkas with his friend's luv, based on valkach to so too a person cannot fulfill his chiv by dwelling in his friend's sukkah, for it's written, chagasukkas tassel ochon A chagasukkas you shall make for yourselves for some days, from which we derive mishol The sukkah must be from your own possessions. The Chamin say that one can fulfill his chiv in his friend's sukkah, for it's written, all the natives of Yisrael shall dwell in sukkahs. The Pasley teachers shall call Yisrael that all of Yisrael are fit to sit in one sukkah. Rashi explains that the Pasach implies that the entire nation can fulfill their chiyuv by going into a single sukkah, one person after the other. Dov of the Zimber is a strong man, Koach, a strong man. So here goes. The strong man, strong man, that must be more Daf Dov the strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over a sukkah and falling over his heavy weights, which reminds us it was Tana Brace at Zakin, and 80 Talmud, 30 of whom were worthy that the skin should rest upon them, as it did on Moshe Benu, 30 of whom were worthy that the sun should stand still for them, as it did for Yushu ben and there were 20 who ranked in between them. The greatest of them was Yonah Menuziel, and the least of them was Reun and Zake. After enumerating all the capabilities of Reun Yochum and Zake, that it says about Yonah that when he sat and learned Torah, any bird that flew over him was immediately burned. So the strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over Sukkah and falling all over his heavy weights... Storm past a group of women eating outside the sukkah, which reminds the Gemara. asked why we need a halachah moshmisinai to teach that women are puts from sukkah if it's a mitzvah asiyah zman grama. Abay answered that it's needed as otherwise one might have thought teishuke and duro. The Torahs command you shall dwell in sukkahs implies implies you should dwell in a sukkah the same way you dwell at home. Just as in a home a man and his wife dwell together, so in a sukkah man and his wife should dwell together. Rava said that a moshmisinai is necessary to exempt women from sukkah for one might have thought that the gezer of chamisha sar the link the pestle comes to teach that just as women are a achil's matza, even though it's a mitzvah so too they're chayven sukkah so the strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over a sukkah and falling all over his heavy weights stormed past a group of women eating outside the sukkah and broke down the door only to find a little old man wearing chumash and reviewing Mishnayas. Which reminds us that Bricey describes how a person should make a sukkah deers keva, such as bringing his nice calium and beautiful linens to the sukkah, also states Mishan in Basukhi He analyzes his Torah learning in the sukkah. The Guru asks if this is correct, since Rav has said that reading Chumash and reviewing Mishnah should be done in the sukkah, but analyzing the Torah can be done outside the sukkah. Rashi explains that the fresh air outside helps one have a clear mind. The Gemara answers that Bricey is referring to reviewing material that he already clarified, whereas Rav is referring to new material. Daf Chavetz, so the Simur is a cot. So here goes, as the empty cot, cot that must be one Daf Chavetz. As the empty in the sukkah got soaked from the rain, while the family ate inside, Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bible that if one was eating in a sukkah and it began raining, and he left the sukkah and continued his meal in his house, that even if it stops raining, we do not trouble him to go back in the sukkah until he finishes his meal and wishes to eat another meal. Rush explains that once he sat down to continue his meal, he's no longer chayev to return to the sukkah, even if it stops raining. And similarly, if one was sleeping in the sukkah and began raining, and he left his sukkah and went to sleep in his house, even if it stops raining, we do not trouble him to go back to the sukkah until it becomes when dawn begins to break. So as the empty cotton, the sukkah got soaked from the rain. While the family ate inside, the master poured a pitcher on the face of a thief. Which reminds the mission Mishnah brought a mushroom from when one is forced out of the sukkah because of rain. To what is compared to a slave who came to pour wine for his master and he poured a pitcher of water on his face. The Gemara here brings a price that clarifies that it's as if the master spilled a pitcher of water on the slave's face and said to him, I don't desire your service. So as the empty cotton, the sukkah got soaked from the rain. While the family ate inside, the master poured a pitcher on the face of a thief. Who tried to sneak in and steal his lulav. Which reminds the opening mission of the third parish states, a stolen lulav or a dry one is possible. We're going regarding a stolen lulav that it's understandable that on the first day of the chag, it's possible because it's written lechem, you shall take for yourselves on the first day the dal. of meaning, which implies that misha lechem, they should be your own property. But why on the second day of the chag should a stone lulav be possible? Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Mishim Bar Yachai, Mitzvah Hababa aver because it's a mitzvah that's brought about through an Avera. An object that's acquired through an event is unfit for use in the performance of a mitzvah. Alright, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Evram Goldem wish you a great day and great learning.